What is up, everybody? My name is James Blissett, professional gambler. And today I'm here to speak to you about Dana White's Contender Series Week 1. I think the main event is Cesar Almeida versus Lucas Fernando. Hopefully I didn't say their names incorrectly. It's a great main event. And honestly, this Dana White's Contender Series card is pretty good. I'm going to give you my breakdowns, predictions, bets for every single fight on this card. And I just broke this fight down with my man Narco Cop, but I wanted to come onto my own channel and give you guys a breakdown because a lot of people that follow me will also follow Narco. But there's a lot of people that follow me that won't follow Narco. And so I wanted to give you guys, my audience, a breakdown of these fights. These fights go down tomorrow night. So if you're not watching this video now, you might not get to it before the fights start, but hopefully I can break down the fights for you and help you make some money, which I'm always trying to do. So I'm going to go straight into it. I'm not going to be speaking about these fights for too long because there's only five fights on the card and I've already broken them down today. So I'm not really going to go too in depth. But like I said, I just wanted to give a breakdown for my audience and maybe we'll touch on UFC. And as always, I'm sure there's going to be a rant or two in here. And you can ask me any questions, you know, if you've got any questions about anything gambling related or even not gambling related, whatever. Kick back, we'll have some fun. And without further ado, let's go straight into it. First fight of the night is Kevin Borjas versus Victor Diaz. And the first thing I'm going to have to do is pass on this fight because I have not taped Victor Diaz. So I taped this fight a while back and... The fight that I taped was the fight between Kevin Borjas, who's still on the card, and Hickson Ty Zenadine. So as you can see here, Kevin's original opponent had visa issues. So they had to find him a replacement. And I actually haven't taped his replacement. So I can't say much about this. I'm going to pass on that fight. The next fight, and I can actually speak about this one, and it's actually one of the best fights on the card, is Peyton Talbot versus Reyes Cortez. This is a solid fight. So we've got Peyton Talbot coming in as an undefeated fighter. He's 5-0 professionally, and he's also 5-0 in his amateur ranks. So at the moment, he's 10-0 in his amateur and pro career combined, and all 10 of his finishes have come inside the distance. Every single fight he has finished, and he hasn't lost one. So he's got a very impressive record. And honestly, I do think he can make some waves in the bantamweight division if he keeps improving. On the other hand, we've got Reyes Cortez, Junior Cortez, which is the brother of the current UFC fighter, Tracy Cortez. I believe he's the younger brother. He already fought in the contender series against Christian Rodriguez about a year or two ago. And obviously, we know how that went for him, right? He got beat up in that fight. He lost 30-27. It wasn't a really close fight, honestly. He's coming back for a second shot in the Contender Series to try and make it into the UFC. And I think this fight's going to be good. So what Cortez loves to do is go for the grappling. He loves to go for the takedowns. He's a wrestler at heart. And every single fight he, he fights, he tries to wrestle. If he can't get the wrestling going, he's probably not going to win because he's not a great striker. He seems pretty comfortable there. Like, he seems comfortable on the feet. He's not one of these guys who's a pure wrestler and he just seems super uncomfortable on the feet. He does seem like he's been there before, but he's just not very good at it. Right? He's comfortable in kickboxing range. He's just not a very good kickboxer. 
And we saw that in his Christian Rodriguez fight. And I think we're going to see that in this fight, honestly. He's going to try and shoot on Peyton Talbot and take him down. But the thing about this is that's what everybody tries to do against Peyton Talbot. If you watch Peyton Talbot's fights, all of his fights are people trying to take him down, shooting. Because the guy is an absolute marauder on the feet. He's a very, very good fighter on the feet. What he tries to do is push the pace, push, push the pressure. He's got very good striking ability. He's very dynamic with his strikes. What he will do is throw spinning wheel kicks, flying knees. I mean, the guy throws all types of strikes. And I think he hits quite hard as well. And he hits fast. So, I mean, this guy is very good on the feet. He's very, very good on the feet. And if Junior Cortez can't get him, can't get him down consistently, I don't think he's going to be able to win this fight. So for me, I do think the fight is fairly close in some aspects because I do think Junior Cortez will be able to get a takedown or two. I don't think Peyton Talbot has amazing takedown defense. It's not the worst. It wasn't that good in his last fight, but in all fights previous to that, they've been decent. You know, his takedown defense has been decent, I should say. But I do think he'll get taken down once or twice here. But I honestly think that he's going to get back up to his feet like he does in every fight. And I think he's going to put the pace and pressure on Reyes Cortez. And I do think he's going to end up winning the fight. Will he finish Reyes Cortez? I'm not 100% sure. You know, Peyton Talbot is a finisher. Like I told you, he's got five finishes in pro and five finishes in amateur. All 10 of his fights that he's fought, he's finished. But I have a sneaky suspicion that this is his first decision win of his career. Obviously, he could finish the fight. He's a finisher. But if you go and look at his record, which we'll do now, every single one of his finishes has come outside of round one, which is not common at all. I mean, round one is the most common round where people get finished. But this guy has all round two or round three finishes. And a lot of these round three finishes, I mean, a lot of these finishes in general are late. I mean, this came over the two and a half rounds mark. You know, that's a very late finish. Even in his last fight, he got a round three finish. So he's getting multiple round three and round two finishes. I mean, this fight against Anthony Jimenez, this almost got into the third round. 34 more seconds, we see round three. So a lot of his finishes come late. And I do think Junior Cortez has a very, very good chin. You know, we've seen it tested multiple times. We've definitely seen it tested against Christian Rodriguez and in some of his other fights as well. Even the last one he won, I think he was getting touched up or it was the fight before that where he was wrestling the dude. He was getting touched up on the feet. And he showed that he's got a good chin. So... I don't think Peyton's just going to blast through him. He doesn't blast through anyone, really. And I don't think he's going to blast through Junior Cortez. I could see him get another late finish. Of course I can. But we haven't got any props out yet. But if we get props for the fight to go over two and a half rounds, and it's a generous number at plus money, like I expect it to be, then I'll play that over here. Just because even if it does finish, I feel like it's going to come really late. So it may even come after the two and a half rounds mark. But I feel like we could see Peyton's first finish here. Um, sorry, first decision win here. But I'm definitely going to pick him. I think that he'll be able to get back up to his feet. And ultimately, you know, Junior Cortez has to fight a perfect fight here. He has to take him down for 15 minutes and not give up any major striking deficit on the feet, which I just don't see happening. Even if Junior Cortez gets him down, I think Peyton's going to get back up to his feet and hurt him. You know, or at least put a lot of damage on him to where he wins the fight on the judges' scorecards, even if he gets taken down. Junior Cortez doesn't have great control on the ground. He's a good grappler, good wrestler, but he doesn't have great control. And I don't think he's going to be able to control this dude for 15 minutes. And if he doesn't, 
in my opinion, he's going to lose the fight on optics and on damage. So I'm definitely going to be taking Peyton Talbot in this one. I haven't decided whether I want to bet it or not. At the moment, there's no bets. I am looking for the over. But that's my prediction. Peyton Talbot, third round finish or decision. But yeah, my, my prediction will be a decision. The next fight is Kai Machado versus Kevin Savlaski. So Kevin Zavlaski is a massive guy. He's six foot six and he weighs a lot, right? Most of his weigh-ins are like 265, 264. And I think that's going to help him in this fight because he's going against another big heavyweight, but I mean, he's going to have a weight advantage on him. Kevin's got a height advantage, a reach advantage, and a weight advantage. And I do think he's going to need to use that in this fight because although Kai looks fairly decent i don't really think he has what it takes to make it in the ufc but i also i'm not sure if kevin has what it takes to make it in the ufc basically guys i think this fight is an absolute shit show and there's no way i would put my hard-earned money on this fight at least not on the money lines there is a prop that i like and i'll speak to you about that a bit later if we get good props because I like the prop, but it's not been released yet. So it might be released at minus 500 and then I won't like it, right? But this fight is an absolute shit show, guys. Absolute shit show. Um, neither fight is good. Kai Machado is he's got the biggest fraud vibes you've ever seen. This guy has only fought in BFL. That's not PFL. That's BFL, which is a Canadian regional scene, which is really, really bad. At least their heavyweight division, which is what Kai is, is really, really bad. Terrible. Some of the worst fighters I've ever seen, and they all happen to be in the same division, or at least all happen to be in the same promotion. It's insane. I mean, if you see here, Kai Machado fought this Lee Main guy. Lee Main was 54 years old when he fought him. He finished him via strikes, via ground and pound in round one. Seven months later, and two fights later, he fought him again. Fair enough. It was because um, his opponent pulled out. But he fought him again. He rematched him again. And he beat him again literally the same amount of time that it took him to beat him the first time. He beat him the second time. This time he beat him via an armbar. So first time he beat him ground and pound. Second time he beat him via armbar. And the guy was 54 years old. These are the type of guys he's fighting. Then he fought this Chris Larson, who basically knocked him unconscious who's like some big, massive powerlifting guy, but he's not good. He knocked him unconscious, basically. Machado was almost unconscious with a huge left hook. The commentators actually said, oh my God, he's knocked him out. But then somehow he survived. He woke back up. And he, hit, he hit the fence. He got knocked out onto the fence, hit the fence, woke back up, and ended up finishing him. He hit him with some knees to the body and ended up just finishing him in round one. I mean, it's embarrassing, the guys he's fighting. And then his last fight against Edison Lopez. This guy's 44 years of age. After coming off the first round armbar win off the off 54 years of age, Lee Main. I mean, the fraud vibes are immense with Kai Machado. Doesn't mean he is a fraud because at the end of the day, he's blowing through everybody in round one for the most part. I mean, at least his last four fights, right? He has gone to decision. And by the way, the decisions he's went to are actually five-round fights. So he's gone 25 minutes here. 
But I say that to say this. It doesn't mean Machado is definitely a fraud. But, I mean, the vibes are just terrible. If he comes up against some adversity, he might just crumble here. And on the other hand, we've got Kevin Savlarski, who is another not good fighter. I do think he's been, biting, uh, been fighting slightly better competition. And then it's Phillips, the Wowie fight. Or Stavovi. I don't know how you'd say that. Maybe Stavovi. In this fight, I wasn't able to watch the full fight. I was only able to watch highlights. And in the highlights, he got beat up almost every round. And it looked like he clearly lost the fight. And then he's won via majority decision, which is just weird. Because that means one, one judge must have scored it a draw. But I didn't see any point deduction and I didn't see any 10-8. But it was only highlights. So it's just it's just weird all around. But from what I saw, he lost that fight. But apparently he's been gifted a decision win there. And then even in his other fights, he just doesn't look good. I think Kevin has a better way of winning this fight because I think he can probably grind out Kai against the cage. He can take Kyle up against the cage. He can cage push him. And I have seen Machado grind it up against the cage for multiple minutes in a row. And that's what Kevin loves to do. Kevin reminds me of Martin Bidet or Lucas Bredsky in some way. Like he put he pushes you up against the cage and kind of just wins minutes that way. But I don't know, man. Is he going to be able to do it against Machado? Maybe. Machado has massive finishing upside, in my opinion, because... He goes for stuff that is very wild. Like he'll go for flying knees. He'll go from arm bars from guard. I've seen him pull guard as a heavyweight. I mean, the guy's a lunatic, but he's doing it against absolute bums. So I can't bet on him. I'd like to take Machado just because it's like, he at least shows like the eye test is, Machado's passing the eye test a little bit more than Kevin and, and he's an underdog, you know, but... I mean, this is a massive stay away fight for me. I'm picking Kevin decision, but there would be no, no surprise if I see Kyo win this fight. Kyo seems like he's got more upside. Kyo seems like he might be all right, even though he's just fought absolute no one. So I can't bank on it, and I'm definitely not going to be betting it. Pass. Terrible fight. This card is a very good card. Very good Dana White's Contender Series card. It really is. But this fight is awful. The next fight, this is a really, really good fight. Tom Nolan versus Bogdan Grad. Now, Tom Nolan is an Australian coming in off the Australian regional scene. And Bogdan Grad here, as we've seen, fights out of Austria. This is a good fight, man. I really think this is a good fight. So Tom Nolan, this guy is the epitome of grit, determination, and overall toughness the reason tom nolan wins fights is not because he's a great striker it's not because he's a great grappler although he is good at those disciplines the reason tom nolan wins fights is because of his willingness to fight his willingness to brawl his cardio his toughness his grit and his determination so he's he's got all the intangibles right and on the other hand, we've got Bogdan Grad. He does not win fights from his cardio. He does not win fights because of his determination, his willingness. He wins fights because he's a very solid fighter. He's got very good kicks. He's a good kickboxer. He has power in his kicks and in his hands. And he's very, very strong, a very strong grappler. He's short. He's stocky. He's got lots of muscles. 
and he's very strong. I have no doubt that he's the stronger guy in this fight. And I, I honestly see this fight very similar to the fight between Reyes Cortez that I broke down earlier. Reyes Cortez and Peyton Talbot. Because I see one, I see the fight in where one fighter's just got way better cardio, way better grit, way better determination. But he's probably going to get taken down a couple of times. I honestly think Bogdan's going to take Tom Nolan down a couple of times. I haven't, I've yet to seen a Tom Nolan fight where it doesn't go into the clinch. I've yet to seen a clean Tom Nolan fight. I think Tom Nolan's going to be caught in the body lock and get taken down here for sure. And so I do think Bogdan's going to have some early success. You know, I think Bogdan's going to be able to get the body lock, going to be able to take him down, consolidate some form of position. And I do think at some point Bogdan's going to look like minus 300. I think Bogdan can even rock him and hurt him on the feet. But as this fight goes on, round two, round three, I really think Tom Nolan's going to be able to scramble, create space, and just start putting the pace and pressure on Bogdan Grad here. I don't think Bogdan is going to be able to keep up his game for 15 minutes, where I'm almost certain Tom Nolan is going to be able to do that. So if Bogdan doesn't get an early knockout here, I see it going downhill for him. I really do. Maybe he can squeeze out two out of three rounds, but I'm almost certain if it gets to that third round, Tom is going to be putting it on him and probably finishing him. So I'm going to go for Tom here. I think he's going to wear down Bogdan Grad. I think the fight's going to be a very competitive fight early, but I think Tom Nolan's going to pull away late. And so I'm going to pick Tom Nolan for the win here. The next fight is Cesar Almeida versus Lucas Fernando. Really, really good fight. I'm extremely excited for this fight. First fight, well, first fighter I taped in this matchup was Lucas Fernando. I taped this guy and I was like, God damn, this guy's the goods. He's legit. I honestly think he could step into the middleweight division right now and compete in the top 20, top 25. I really do. I think this guy's legit. Then I taped Cesar Armada, and I was like, this guy's unknown, but he, he's legit as well. But they're legit in different ways. I think Lucas Fernando is legit as an MMA fighter, where I think Cesar Almeida is legit as a kickboxer. So if you go on Cesar Almeida's record, we'll see that he fought none other than Alex Pereira three times in kickboxing. So back in the day, 2013, he lost a decision to Alex Pereira. And then they rematched in the same year, 10 months later, nine months later, and he beat Alex Pereira in a kickboxing match. So shout out to him. He's got a win over Alex Pereira, which is a very elite win. And then he fought him again a couple of years later. And he lost via decision. What this tells me is that, first of all, the dude's got an iron chin because he's going to decision against Alex Pereira. And if you see some of the shots he took in these three fights, I'm surprised he didn't get knocked out. So he's definitely got an iron chin. But it, what it also tells me is he's an elite kickboxer. On top of that, this guy fought Donovan Wise, Donovan Wise, in glory in 2019, and then again four years later in 2023. Now, I haven't watched these fights, but my man Narco told me earlier that one of them was a robbery. He should have won. And I mean, that's elite because Donovan Wise is a very good kickboxer. And so if you're going to a decision against Donovan Wise, not getting beat, not getting knocked out, getting beat, but not getting knocked out. And in a fight where you potentially could have won, I mean, that's an elite. That's an elite kickboxer right there. An absolute elite kickboxer. Now, if you go and see his MMA fights, he's fighting absolute bums. He literally fought an 0-0 guy for his debut. Fair enough. 
another 0-0 guy for his second fight. Fair enough. And then a 5-28 and guy. But the way he's putting the lights out on these guys is brutal. It's one-punch KOs, insanely powerful, insanely sharp. I mean, he looks like a guy who is one of the best kickboxers in the world. Like, he looks like... He looks like somebody who beat Alex Pereira in a kickboxing fight. He looks like somebody who went to a very close decision against Donovan Weese in a kickboxing fight. He looks like a kickboxer. He's finishing them within one round, as he should do, because these guys are bums. So we don't know how this guy is going to do in kickboxing. Sorry, we don't know how this guy is going to do in MMA, but we do know how he's going to do in kickboxing, which is elite. If this fight stays on the feet, there is no way in hell that Cesar Almeida is a plus 250 underdog. There is absolutely no way. If this fight stays on the feet, it's probably a 50-50 fight. It's probably a minus 110 pick'em. But they're giving you 250 on Cesar Almeida. Now, the reason I don't think it should be a minus 110 pick'em is because this isn't a kickboxing fight. This isn't one championship MMA, MMA gloves with tie rules, right? This is an MMA fight. And Lucas Fernando has a clear edge as an MMA fighter. I think he can get takedowns here. I think he can dominate on the mat if he can get takedowns. If he gets a takedown, I honestly think he can finish him within 30 seconds, one minute. I think he can submit him, or I think more likely he just grounds and pounds him out. So I think there's a massive, massive edge for Lucas Fernando if he takes the fight to the ground. But that's a big if. If he takes the fight to the ground. Is he going to take the fight to the ground? We don't know. Time and time again, we see fighters make bad, bad decisions in their game plans and how they approach fights. If Fernando makes a bad decision here and, and stands with Cesar Almeida, he might wake up on the wrong side of the canvas. He might get knocked out unconscious here. If he doesn't get knocked out unconscious, he probably loses the decision on the feet here. I would genuinely favor Almeida on the feet. I do think it's close because I think that MMA striking is not kickboxing striking and the big gloves change a lot. And I think that Fernando has more experience in the small gloves. And so even though Cesar Almeida is clearly the better kickboxer, maybe Lucas Fernando makes it even on the feet in MMA gloves. But I'll probably still favor Almeida slightly. So it really comes down to whether you believe Fernando's going to shoot takedowns here. Because if he doesn't, then you're putting a lot of money or at least a bit of money on Cesar Almeida. You have to. There's no other... You cannot... I do tend to think that Fernando's going to get takedowns here. I honestly do. I think he's going to take the fight to the ground and I think he's going to finish Cesar Almeida on the ground. I think that he might play on the feet for, you know, a couple of minutes. But as soon as he realizes that Cesar Almeida is blocking some of his calf kicks that everybody else gets chewed up by, as soon as he gets hit with some calf kicks that Cesar Almeida loves to throw, then I think he's going to rearrange his game plan if it isn't already to take Cesar Almeida down. And I think he's going to shoot takedowns and pro probably get a stoppage on the ground. But I might have to throw a bit of money on Cesar Almeida here just because I can't guarantee Fernando's going to get takedowns. You know, Fernando may just come into this with a massive ego because he's also a very good kickboxer and he is a Pedro Hizo protege, right? He trains under Pedro Hizo. But you know who else has trained under Pedro Hizo? Cesar Almeida. So they've both trained under the same guy. So I wouldn't be surprised whether these guys have even trained together before, maybe even sparred. They may even know each other, right? 
And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of egos going into this fight. They're both going to want to impress their coach, who they've both trained under. And I wouldn't be surprised if Fernando has a big ego going into this fight and says, I want to out-kickbox the kickboxer and then finds himself in a world of trouble. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. And if that happens, I know who I want to be on. I want to be on the plus 230, plus 235, plus 245 money line of Cesar Almeida. So I'm going to pick Fernando to get a first round ground and pound win. I think he's going to take him down after maybe some adversity, maybe gets cracked once or twice, maybe he realizes that he doesn't want to stand on the feet with this guy. And then he gets a ground and pound TKO. He takes him down with ease and just finishes him on the mat, maybe even a sub. That's my official prediction, but where my money's going to go, maybe it goes on Cesar Almeida. Maybe I just chuck a little bit on him. Another thing I want to mention is that, first of all, it's very weird that both of them are trained under the same guy and now they're fighting each other. But something I want to mention is that Cesar Almeida is 35 years old and Fernando Padilla is, sorry, Fernando, Lucas Fernando is 26 years old. There's a nine-year age gap here. What happens when there's a nine to 10 year age gap? The younger fighter wins most of the time. So that's something else I wanted to mention here for my guys that love stats. But that's it. That's my that's my breakdown. Fernando via ground and pound round one. So let's go back through the whole card and I'll tell you my official predictions for every card. These are my official predictions. These are not bets. I'll go with Victor Diaz via submission. Need to do tape on that. But from what I've heard and from what I've seen of Borjas, he's probably going to get submitted. Next fight, Peyton Talbot to win via decision. Next fight, Kevin Savlowski to win via decision. But I hate that fight. Next fight, Tom Nolan to win via round two stoppage. Next fight, Lucas Fernando, round one, ground and pound. That's what I'm going for, guys. And that is all my picks and predictions for this card. I'm hoping that they release prop bets. From what I've been told, prop bets will be released in the morning. So when I wake up in my morning, or hopefully this evening before I go to sleep, we get some prop odds released. And if so, then I'll be betting some props because there's a few props that I'm eyeing here, depending on what lines we get. And at the moment, no money line plays for me, but I am eyeing up a couple of guys. You can probably tell by the breakdowns I've got. And so I'm going to decide. I'm going to take a couple hours to kick back. I've got my tea here, my tea, my cup, which says start the day with MMA. I'm going to kick back for an hour or two and I'm going to decide where I want to lay my money at. For now, no money line bets, no bets at all, but I probably will be betting some shortly. So that's it, man. The whole card broken down. If you've got any questions, let me know or forever hold your silence because I'm going to be going within 60 seconds. Yeah, but shout out to everybody who's here. I appreciate everyone here. We have 50 live viewers, which is pretty good from an impromptu stream where I didn't advertise it at all. So I want to shout out everybody in here. we got Sean saying, nice bonus. What's up? Herc, MMA, Gas Gas. This is a bonus. Zen Monkey. Greg Lee's Almeida or Homeless. He's going Almeida. Shout out, man. I mean, it's a good price. It's a solid price. Zen Monkey, Gray Span is saying first season that he has access to live bets or access to lines. Lee Main is a loss to both Dan Seven and Monson. Yeah, it's, he's not a great fighter. <laughs> Nathan Scott saying Caesar's biological age, maybe 30. And a DXJ. 
is saying good stuff as always. So that's it, guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you want to find out more about me and find out how I can help you make money like I've been doing for many people for many years, you can go to lucrativemmabetting.com and find out all my information about me, how I began sports betting, how I make money from betting on sports. And then if you want to sign up after checking all of that out, you can. If not, you can just go on my website and find out. That's it. Awesome pick, same as me. Greens from Panama. Shout out to Panama. I might go there to hide my taxes one day. But that's it, man. Thank you, everybody. And I'll be back tomorrow for a full card UFC breakdown. I'm going to be giving out my picks, predictions for every fight on the card. Or maybe I'll just do the main card, depending on how I'm feeling. But I'll definitely be back on YouTube tomorrow. So subscribe, like, stay tuned for that. And good luck on Dana White's Contender Series.